morning and this Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. Are you letting uh, the Lord Jesus, God Almighty, open your eyes to see who you truly are, whether you're in Him or not? And if you're not, showing your need for Him? I highly suggest you do that while he is allowed such a season as this to get our attention, to wake us up. Uh, for Jesus Christ is the only answer. He's the only way out of, the only way to true healing, the only way to uh, deliverance, only way to uh, the abundant life which has nothing to do with physical finances he's the only one that meets our needs he's the only one that gives us strength he's the only one that uh makes our daily provisions first and foremost with according to his word he's the only one that brings genuine revival not according to the flesh but according by his spirit and by his word uh by the way that one's for that lesson is forthcoming in his timing I do a little walk in Psalm 143. Some versions of the Bible have a title for it. This one's called, mine particularly does. It's kind of mute, I tell you. It just kind of summarizes it. Uh, the psalmist was originally written, God wrote it through, through David. Um, it says, Deliverance and Gains. Like 12 verses. And the pondering is the spirit. Oh, Father God, give ears, to, give me ears to hear you. Let it not be my words that you speak, but let it be you speaking into me and through me, Father God. Fill us up again with your presence, with your spirit, Father God, with your living waters to overflowing so that all that we come in contact with will know that your presence has just flooded them, Father God, and either causing them to bow the knee to you, Lord Jesus, asking you to save them, or renewing them, or reviving them, whatever it be, for your spirit goes out, cuts, convicts, corrects, reproves, and rebukes, and comforts, and encourages and always points towards you, Almighty God, and you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Interesting how verse 1 starts out. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. Remember that over in Romans, we are told, God tells us, there is absolutely none righteous none except God God the Father and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit which means one God uh, another verse in the Bible I believe is in Hebrews not positive I don't recall exactly where it's at uh, when it says in God's faithfulness even when we ourselves are weak in our faith or not faithfulness regarding one another regarding him above all else he remains faithful to those that are his. Uh, and he still saves those that aren't yet his. Where he is 
broken their spirit, uh, softened their heart to both hear and receive the gospel. However, they do have to hear that gospel from whoever. It does not have to be in a what's called what mankind calls, humankind calls a church building. It can be anywhere. Matter of fact, it's supposed to be everywhere and anywhere. Nothing stops the word of God from going forth. It's been tried for thousands upon thousands of years to stop it and it hasn't done so yet and nothing or no one will, including uh, a pandemic. But when you're going to Lord, he's wanting the Lord to hear his prayer. Unfortunately, what interrupts our prayers going up to God is unconfessed and unrepented sin. Now, if we believe in Jesus Christ, then that's the start of it. That's the first step. But we cannot allow any sin to go unconfessed. If he brings it up while you're reading and praying, you, we are, not just you, we are required to confess it. We cannot live with unconfessed, unrepented sin. We will not see the Father. We will not enter the kingdom of heaven with unconfessed and unrepented sin. There are very deceived Preachers, pastors, ministers out there that are teaching otherwise say, well, you know, every sin can be forgiven. Yeah, every sin can be forgiven. Except blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which is not believing, in, which basically is not believing that Jesus had sent the Holy Spirit. Uh, but you still have to confess it. It's foolish to lead people astray to think and say, oh, don't worry about it. God's going to forgive it. If he brings it to your mind, he wants you just to confess it, to trust him. That's all you got to do. It's simple. Open your mouth and says, Lord, I forgot all about that. He just recently, and I will not share it, brought something up from years ago that I thought was under the blood. And it is. Well, it is now. But I needed to be. The more we walk with the Lord, the more he uncovers because he's pruning us out. He's emptying us. It's like, again, it keeps going back to a cancer doctor. You find one cancer, they get in there, they remove it. That's not to say there's another. there's not another cancer cell somewhere in the body it's they have to open up and see oh x-rays ain't gonna do it it could be something hidden behind something else inside i'm not a that is not the gift to give me was medical doctor uh oh i caught up a limb i got a sauce on the car i'm just kidding i won't do that uh Unless you allow the word of God. See, that's why most people don't want to read the word of God. Because it hurts. Yeah. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is a double-edged sword. It cuts. It divides asunder. It has. It's Jesus Christ opening up. Opening us up. Opening up our souls. And exposing the sin that's keeping us from him. That's keeping us from when they say abundant and prosperity life, you got false teachers out there say, oh, that has to do with pouring more money into it. You're a, if you believe that you've been caught up, you're listening to a liar. That person, the people that teach and preach that, you're Satan's teachers, not God's teachers. So again, you're, we're trusting and when we go, supplications mean you continue praying, repetitive, repetitive, you keep going, not repetitive. Excuse me, not repeating the same things over again. God only knows our needs. He just wants us to come to him like a father. 
our heavenly father even when our physical father wasn't may not have been there or may not act doesn't know the lord yet in my case he doesn't know jesus he knows of him but he doesn't know he's doing his own thing doing whatever he wants uh He's believing in a religion that don't teach it. Sorry, it's like 70 degrees out there. You're in 5 a.m. Uh, and again, we're coming in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Because again, I don't care how good a person you are. I don't care how wealthy you are or how many assets you are or good works that you are doing. If those good works aren't of Jesus Christ, that's filthy rags. That's the stuff we change our oil with in our car. Only mechanics would know what that means. Oh, we all know what it means. Because none of us are ignorant um, to the basic stuff. We just go to the garage and let them do it. I don't have a place to do it, so that's okay. Uh, verse 2. And do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight no man living is righteous. That Again, it's repeating Romans. And this is in the Psalms. No man, you, know, you can be how good yet. Well, okay, I'm a good person. People say that to me, I want to slap them. I says I ain't good. God says there's none good. When people call you good, just says no, it's not my goodness. It's not my righteousness. I'm only good because Jesus Christ lives in me and I live in Him. If He does, when you call somebody good, you're an idiot. You're blind. You're being blinded by Satan. Does it? Oh, some people are good out there. God says none is good. So why are we going to slap God in the face and insult him and bring more judgment upon ourselves? But when God's opening it up and then showing us a sin from past, it could have been fornication, sex outside of marriage. It could have been committing adultery, cheating on your spouse. Uh, and that goes both ways. That's just not men cheating on women. That's women cheating on men. And you're all sinning against God when it's done. It's having sex outside of marriage and keeping keeping kids outside of marriage. Out there. So it's like, uh-uh, none of that stuff's of God. Just confess it. If God brings it up, say, oh, Lord, I forgot all about that. Oh, Lord, it was you I sinned against. That's just an example of prayer. You can use that prayer if you want because it's God's prayer. Uh, Remind them, if you're in Christ, if you're not in Christ, just in Romans 10, 9, and 10, 10. Simple. Just believe in the Lord with your heart, which means your whole being. Not just that little heart that can go down to Bay State or go down to a major hospital and get a new heart put in. No, 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 no. Difficult. Yeah, God will put a new heart. A heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. But that's not what it's referring to. People that just say heart, people just say, okay, I can just ask him in my heart and live the rest of the way I, uh, I want. No. That's not biblical. So, we always got to remind ourselves that it's not my righteousness, it's always Jesus Christ. No man, that means mankind living is righteous. Verse number three. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places like those who have long been dead. Guess what, people? God will sometimes bring us through a season when he sees something in us that's harmful to us. It's unconfessed sin or whatever or stronghold he wants to remove. He'll bring it. He'll orchestrate 
our past to bring them to a place that's dark with our physical eyes. We can't see. It's like we hit a stone wall. Technically, we are. He wants to do it. He will love. Saint can only do what God allows him to do. He can't go one step further because he fears God more than the rest of us do. Unfortunately, that's a bad thing. Um, he knows his end. Oh, he'll try. It's like any animal. You give a steak in front of a lion or a bear. <laughs> they're going to get that steak. Uh, I suggest you drop it. <laughs> Don't just sit there. Hey, come again to crack it now. Uh, I use bears because we got bears up here. Uh, but only to a place. Again, this is David feared the Lord. He was a believer in God, in Jesus Christ. And God did mightily through him. Obviously, God was getting his attention, and he realized it. When God brings us to that dark place, there's no darkness. Psalm, I think, and I'm not going to read it. Okay, well, Psalm 139:12. Even the darkness is not dark to you. That you was God, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. When God puts a dark place, it's so we can't see, and we trust on Him. But Granted, if you're in a dark place at the moment, God is right next to you. He's right. As a matter of fact, He's in you and you're in Him. He hasn't left you. He's waiting for you to, like me, shut up and call upon His name and then listen. If you just think some are called just to do nothing to let their voices be heard, like I am, pray, 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 pray for others, that ain't even a scripture. That is not even a scripture in context. God already knows our prayers. We come to him. He'll wait for us to shut up and stop speaking. And then to stay there. So okay Lord. I've said all I can say. He says good. Now I'm going to tell you what your prayer means. And what your true prayer is. Listen. Ow. That was a break. Verse 4, therefore, when you see a therefore, there's something more. It all re it relates everything above, and it's, and then it's coming down to this. My spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. I'm still questioning that word. Bible version at the bottom of the Bible says desolate out there, but it's not necessarily uh, synonymous, so still checking on that word. Go to a, uh, go to BibleGateway.com where it's got a where it's got actual dictionaries out there and then go to Psalm 143 verse number 4 and it'll break that out for you to tell you what the true meaning is you should be able to pick almost any version depending upon the interpreter uh, but again when our spirit becomes overwhelmed we're either doing too much or we're going we're getting ready to go somewhere that God has not told us where to go to or we're getting ready to do something or take a step ahead of God. When he says, ah, oh, oh, no, don't want to do that step. I need you to go over here, not over there. Or I need you to pray this, or I need you to do that, or whatever. Whatever he needs you to do, stop, let him stop you and listen. Verse number five, this but the only time God will let us go back. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. It's God's work. I muse on the work of your hands. God will show us how he was working in our life all along. How the people he put in your life was only pointing towards him. Reminding 
you or me of what he has done in our life so far. And then we're leaning on that. We're trusting on that. We're meditating. You're thinking about it. Say, okay, God, you saved me. You brought me out of this particular place when it was leading me astray. And you set my path on the narrow path. God's path is still narrow. It has not been expanded. Verse number six, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Uh, parched land, folks, think desert. What do we got now? We're like a desert in this country with lots of people living in it. Stretch out, that's worship. What is your true worship? True worshipers worship God in spirit and truth. It's not agitating the flesh. That's Satan. Don't worship like that. Mm -mm, don't do that. Is your soul truly longing for God? Or is it longing for things? Or for fleshly adornments? What is it truly? When our souls truly long for God, He will feed it. Because He is our source of feed. Verse number 7. <laughs> typical David and typical us. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will become like those who go down to the pit. David was still a human, all human like we are. God and Jesus Christ was the only perfect human being. He was 100% God and 100% human. He did not lay down his deity. He kind of didn't access it um, during that time out there. Well, he accessed it to a point. Because all the power he did was only God could do. No, Satan can't even do it. Uh, but it's typical. We want an answer quickly. God already's got the way out. But he works in his timing. When our spirits fail, that means it's like our spirit. Not God's spirit. God's spirit don't fail. Verse number 8. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for if, for to you I lift up my soul. Again, as I would see, his soul's overwhelmed. Spirit fails. God's needing to refill it up again. He's doing something in him, whatever it was during this particular time, whatever season David was in. We we come in those same seasons we do today. Whether it's morning or night, depending on your morning. May you work nights. Your morning may be when you're going to bed, or your morning may be in the afternoon, or vice versa. We should always be saying, "Teach me in the way I should walk." God should be the one teaching you in the way you should walk. Verse number nine: Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Are you truly seeking refuge in God? John chapter 15 says that we abide in him and he abides in us. He is our refuge. He is our stronghold. That means dwelling place. Are we truly dwelling in the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus lives in us and we live in him. If we are truly born again. Um, and Jesus is not just our Savior, but he's our Lord and Savior. Verse number 10, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good, your good spirit lead me on level ground. That's the only place God will lead is level ground. 
and it's his spirit that does the leading. Is the Holy Spirit truly leading you and guiding you and bringing you where you need to go? And by the way, not all of his places where he takes us, according to the flesh, uh, are going to be easy. Sometimes that mountain will get high to go up of it. But just remember, when you go up the mountain and meet God, you got to go back down the valley to walk it out. That's where the dangers are. That's where the enemy's at. But you're not there alone. You're there with him. He's leading you through that. Verse 11, for the sake of your name, the name of the, name of the Lord Jesus. O Lord, revive me in your righteousness. Bring my soul out of trouble. Bring the soul. Didn't ask necessarily for coming out of physical trouble. Now the soul is our being. So is uh, what will be. Either go to heaven or hell. Heaven if you believe in Jesus. Hell in separation from God if you don't believe in Jesus. Not necessarily saying his body is out. Um, but he's saying, remember, so I was despaired. In other words, revive me. In other words, bring life. Restore revival. Truly means bring life. Restore the life. It's like, think of a car battery. If you leave something going on... To, if you leave the key on a little bit and run, like I did a couple of weeks ago, it drains the battery. What do you have to do? You got to hook up to a stronger, a stronger battery to get a jump start to redo it. That's what true revival is. A true revival is not sell. It's say not saving people. That's a, that's a separate incident. Revival is getting a jump start for a spirit that's become drained. In distance from God. We don't fall out of salvation. Revival and salvation are two different incidences. We can all get to a point where we need a revival or to a time when we get caught up in this world. And finally the last one. And in your loving kindness. Always God's loving kindness. Cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. Again. He's still the servant of the Lord. Does God need reminders? No. But he just likes to hear that we were paying attention. And it's not necessarily saying that God will take out another human human life. That's not what he's saying here. The enemies of our soul, when we're saved and born again, are Satan himself. We used to be his child until we got saved and born again. And now we're God's child. And he will lead us out of that. Uh, and now, as he is God's enemy, he becomes our enemy also. And so, his angels, who are also called demons in the Bible, um, angels of darkness, that do the same thing as their master. Follow him like a passion. They do whatever he does. They lie. They deceive. They bind up. They keep hidden. Or try to. But if the light of Jesus Christ is in us, they can't keep nothing hidden. God will expose it. He'll expose the scheme saying, Uh-oh, that ain't, that ain't of uh, God. That's a man. Stay away from it. What is God telling you to stay away from? What do you need him delivering from? Be blessed. Keep your eyes on the Lord only.